When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, the Bird Show. Um, let me ask you got you specifically a question, Abby. Okay. When it comes to dating, because you have given up on your dating apps, right? I've given up on dating period at this <laughs> point. Just the apps. No, she's just given up. <laughs> just I've given, given up. up in general. I'm done after this. I actually have another segment about that later on today that uh, women are just giving up on dating. They're quitting, date, silently quitting dating. It's me. I'm quiet quitting. Well, I'm, I'm not being quiet. I'm actually being very loud about it. <laughs> I'm screaming it from the rooftops. I'm done. So you have said that since you've been off like the dating apps, you feel like your mental health is better. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm less focused on trying to accomplish the quote unquote goal of finding somebody and I'm just living my life, which is just, wow, what a radical thought to live (laughs) my life on my own terms without a man. But yeah, it's been really good for me. All right. So Tinder just rolled out this. Um, They just announced a new, they're calling it a very exclusive high-end membership. That means expensive. (laughs) Called Tinder Select. You think so? Yes. It's going to cost about 500 bucks a month. You're what? No, nah, I know it ain't. There's no yeah. way. No, ain't nobody paying for that. <laughs> Isn't kidding. there already like an exclusive dating app like celebrities are on? Raya. Yeah. 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 I'm still on the wait list. Are you? <laughs> I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me. <laughs> You're Raya Light. That's so funny. I know people who are on there who are, who are you know, like me, just absolutely nobody. And I'm like, Aww. how did you get on? Instead of Raya, you're Raina. <laughs> Raya, except me. So it says that there's really not much of a difference here. Uh, it's kind of the normal Tinder algorithm. Uh, but you have special access to Tinder's, quote unquote, most sought after profiles. Okay. What? And you can enjoy exceptional connections. <sighs> no, if they're on Tinder, they cannot be that exceptional. Exactly. And you get a check mark. And you get a verified check. You get a verified check. I'll pay 500 bucks for that. Is Elon behind this? (laughs) That's what it feels like. No doubt. I mean, they're trying to recoup. (laughs) Uh, I could see him going over into the Tinder Mm -hmm. area and trying to recoup some of that from Twitter. But yeah, they're really not saying anything except it's a secret VIP membership. And you, if you qualify, they will reach out to you first before they open it up to anybody else. So if I had to read between the lines, I'm guessing what they'll do is reach out to the people who are swiped on the most Mm. um, using the algorithm. So they see like, oh, every time Bert pops up, everyone wants to go on a date with Bert. So he is one of our most VIP select people. So it's going to be the hottest people together, but Mm. you pay for the privilege. For $6,000 a year? I mean, I mean, if that's what you're into and it Dang. could show you the mm-hmm. best of the best, you know, when you swipe, you're going to get a hot person with a good conversation who doesn't ghost on dates. But if the best of the best is now here, why bother with regular old Tinder? Because you have, I mean, here you have to pay all this money. Now you just got like. Yeah, you got the. The duties. Yeah. yeah, you do. And, and I would have questions about your financial discipline if I met you knowing that you were spending $500 a month. <laughs> right. to be on Tinder. Well, it's such a scam because these guys are on regular Tinder. They're just cherry picking them out for this. So it's like, just spend extra time swiping. And if that guy or girl finds you attractive, then you don't need to pay for it. You'll no, just match. Seems ridiculous it's amount of money stupid. right there.
All right, so well, she's crashing over at his house, and she opens up his nightstand drawer, and she is shocked by what she saw. But is it shady or not? I recently spent the night with a guy I'm dating for the first time, and I found something that I'm a bit conflicted about. While he was in the shower, I opened up his nightstand drawers. Yes, I'm a snooper. Me too. I wasn't looking for anything specific. I was just curious. Can most guys expect that? Yes. They can. All right, so it's either the medicine cabinet or the drawer or something. Okay. I'm a snoop. I'm a snoop too. Well, I found not one, but two drawers filled with various adult toys. I immediately closed it because it creeped me out and because I didn't want him to know that I saw it. Somebody just did the schedule and I don't know where I am. Moving the paragraph, Bert. What makes you think I did it? Because it says BW. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately closed it. Because it creeped me out and because I didn't want him to know that I saw it. I've never had a quote-unquote collection like this. And it seems strange and kind of gross to me that a single guy would have so many items just sitting beside his bed. It's as if he's waiting for just anyone to be able to use them all with someone. I mean, I know a lot of couples may use these items together. However, would you throw them all away when you are no longer with the person you use them with? Hmm. You just, you don't just save them for the next person, (laughs) right? So did he just purchase all these items just to wait for the next person? (laughs) I'm trying to understand if this is a normal thing for guys or anyone to have. Or is it weird that it bothers me? That is a very valid question. If you are with somebody and you have like, a little arsenal of toys. When you are no longer with that person, are you obligated to get rid of all those or do you use them with the next person you're with? If you're the dude and you've got... Either or. Well, it depends what it is. I mean, I think those are her parting gifts. I mean, if she's been using those, then she gets them in the quote-unquote breakup. Yes. Right? Nothing Mm -hmm. that has touched another person's nether regions is touching mine apart from my gyno's fingers. (laughs) Okay? And if those are in your drawer, then you got a real deal. Then the police are showing up at my house. That, I just, and maybe this is me not having enough knowledge about this. And I'm sure you can sterilize it, but I just think it, it, it skeeves me out thinking of like shared toys in the bedroom. Not using them when you're single, but sharing between women there 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 should be no reason why he has ones that are i'm trying to be really careful yes uh made for women in his drawer unless he's still seeing that person or it's just super lazy yeah i agree i don't i'm not a toy guy i don't know toy etiquette per se (laughs) is there an emily post uh story like you know article about this so we know what to do (laughs) Uh, with you know past toys I, i haven't googled it but if he like um, what was it? Um, that movie that everybody was like, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Yeah. He had a whole room of all that stuff. The right? red room oh, yeah. of pain. Red, right. And but that was like, that was different. That that was like, he's a professional. They were like tethers and right, props yeah. and things like that. That doesn't weird me out as much as the. It could just be him not real, like not realizing, or maybe us not understanding that particular culture, but like. I I could see a dude using that stuff in his single life and then not occurring to him like maybe it is not people wouldn't want to share those between women. That would be a real stupid guy. That would be really stupid. (laughs) I wouldn't try that at all. No. No, and if you guys were spending the night with a girl for the very first time and she had two drawers full of like all kinds of stuff, would you feel the same way as she does? If it's for her, no. Mm -mm. But if they were 
items for him. Right. Yes, there are. If they were like G.I. Joe's, made for me. I have some questions. Yeah. I actually think this is kind of a green flag, if I'm honest with you. I think it shows that he's willing to, because I know some guys have a little bit of a stigma about not wanting to use those kinds of things because they're mm-hmm. like, well, why? You're, I'm right here. Why do you need a little toy? To me, it shows that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get you to the finish line. Yeah, any guy that's sheepish about that, that's only, again, that's like a middle reliever, okay, in baseball. Okay, you got your starters, then your starters get tired, and then you got a guy that comes in and pitches like seven and eight. You got to bring in JV. And then you come back in in the ninth inning, and it's done, man. (laughs) That's a long way to look at it. uh, Wow, never going to look at baseball again the same way. They love sports. Hey. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Tory Lanez's social media followers were a little shocked to hear a voice memo on his account um, from prison. So it was a pretty upbeat voice memo where it kind of sounds like he's having a great time, which is obviously not the case because he's in, you know, literal jail. But he was recently transferred from L.A. County Jail where they had him on a 24-hour lockdown due to, his, due to his celebrity status. And now they've transferred him to a new one and he says things are a lot better for him. It's just kind of infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. It really is, man. I'll give it to him. Nothing seems to humble this man. Nothing. I mean, all that he's going through, all of the time behind bars, he he is very consistent on being ignorant. I, I, and I don't know how you humble him at this point. I mean, to complain about the living conditions in jail because they don't have windows. Dude, that's, they would call it something else if it was going to be nice. They'd call it the Four Seasons. Right. <laughs> There's a reason why they call it jail. Yeah, and it, I think it's also uh, an interesting take on perspective. Like you go from, you know, a cell with no windows and then all of a sudden you get transferred to a, a, a similar cell with one window and all of a sudden life seems super rosy. So look on the bright side, Tory Lanez. But and guess pl- what? You wouldn't be there if you hadn't shot somebody. Right. Yeah, there's that well, too. But to plug, it, there's got to be some kind of law change to be able to plug and promote like current projects. Like I understand when you get out of jail that you still have to, I, I was very naive to this. I've been very honest with you guys. I told you this, and my fiance has told me that I can talk about it, that um, her brother went to uh, not only jail, but like penitentiary, like prison. Prison. And um, I just assumed my entire life that when you went to prison, that financially you didn't have to pay any kind of fines. Like, that's it. Seems like a fair trade to me. <laughs> You're going to be in jail for 10 years or whatever. The There is no bill when you get out. There is, right? Mm-hmm. It just, and I understand that it's a crazy, vicious system sometimes also that you are trying to pay for your fines and you can't even get a job. Mm -hmm. So I get that part of it. But this right here, promoting an album and promoting cash and profit while you're in jail, it feels very different to me. I just, he would go a long way, I feel like, if he genuinely just humbled himself and mm. took accountability and yeah. apologized to all that he let down and all that he hurt. But it it seems as if maybe his focus is to make people believe that none of this is bringing him down and that he's standing all 10 down. And, and it's just... It just gives a horrible image to what already is a ruined image for him. It's also like using it for motivation. Yeah. 
And you, prison is not the, the location to be a motivational no. speaker for. No. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, they have agreed to temporarily keep their kids in New York City. So when this story dropped yesterday, my jaw hit the floor. So in a lawsuit, Sophie Turner was alleging that Joe was essentially keeping her kids, ho- not hostage, but he was withholding the passports. She thought that they had mutually agreed to keep their kids in England, raise them in England. They were going to buy a house there before all this divorce happened. And now this situation has turned to where, okay, they're going to have the middle ground. They're not going to be in Miami anymore. And they're not going to be in England, but they will keep them in New York. So we have an update there. Uh, there might be a reboot of The Office, which goes, we can add it to no. the list of reboots no, no. that don't need to happen. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> How do you feel about it? No. He's going to ruin a classic or a dis- Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like saying we're, we're about to get a reboot of Seinfeld. Nope. Don't need to do that. Like, you're going to get a reboot of Friends. Nope. Don't need to do that. Like, we're we're good. Well, it's a reboot of a reboot because The mm-hmm. Office was originally from the UK oh, and yeah. then they did it, the US version, which is very different, but a classic in its own right. So it feels... Come up with new ideas. Just pay writers for new ideas. What's the idea of the reboot? Do we know? So there's no real, like, idea for what it's going to be right now. There's just mumblings about the fact that showrunner Greg Daniels wants to make it happen. And um, I... He says that his biggest concern would be disappointing fans, which I feel like with the idea of the reboot, you've already disappointed them in some way. Like the show is such a classic. So many people love it that they rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. I mean, every guy I've ever dated is like, you want to watch The Office? No, it's seen it a thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's every guy I've ever dated. You want to go home and watch The Office? No, it's every date. This is what you get for trying to find the Jim Halperts. I know. I know. Clearly, this is where my, this is the psychological breakdown. You see where this is coming from. Her parents didn't tell her that she was conceived with a sperm donor until she was an adult. I'll fill you in on Kerry Washington's story on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. Listen, it's the Bird Show. Right, so he forgot their anniversary, so he's already in the doghouse. And then he lied about it, and she finds out about it after she uh, is snooping. So now he's in the double doghouse. I need your help on how to approach a situation with my husband. Our anniversary was in early September, and I got my husband a card and a small sentimental gift. When I gave him this gift, he said he had ordered something, but it had not arrived yet. I was skeptical, because I had no reason to believe he would lie about something so small. Side note, we've never been big gift givers, but I've always given him at least something small on every birthday, Christmas, and anniversary. You guys are like this, Kristen, right? You guys aren't big gift givers, are you? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, we never have, because we've, but we've always saved to do trips. That's what we would did prior to having our son, is um, like for Christmas, we wouldn't give each other a gift. We go somewhere. Oh, that's great. Memories, man. Don't you guys like exchange like hemp plants or something? (laughs) (laughs) I am a big fan of hydrangeas. You were close. It begins with an H. It's high. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so for all our anniversaries, he gives me a hydrangea plant. So I have all these gorgeous hydrangeas in the backyard. He often does not do the same for me. After two weeks and no mention of the gift, I got curious and annoyed. So I snooped through his email and found no emails about orders. So I asked him about the gift without mentioning the email snooping. And he promised that he did get something. It was just taking a while to ship. Now, fast forward another week and still nothing. So I snooped again. This time... I finally found a receipt, but it was from yesterday. 
meaning he forgot our anniversary initially. Huh. Then lied twice about having already ordered something. I'm really hurt. But how can I confront him about being hurt when I only know because I invaded his privacy to uncover the lie? (laughs) (laughs) I know I was in the wrong. I get that. But I feel like if I tell him, it will become all about my mistake and not about his. Mm -hmm. Any advice? I do not blame her for being upset. Imagine being so low on somebody's priority list that for the anniversary, yeah, she got you something you initially forgot and, you know, screw-ups happen, but then you said you're going to get something and then you didn't. Mm -hmm. And then you said you're going to get something in and you didn't. Like, that's just... He's he's definitely wrong and he should have owned it. He shouldn't have went about it this way. But if she goes and approaches him, he's going to flip this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. What if he just didn't know what to get her? And he's like, I'm really bad at this gift-giving thing. I don't really typically get her a gift. And I really want to knock it out of the park since I've done such a bad job. And he put so much pressure on himself that he kept putting off and waiting for that right gift to come along. And then finally, he was like, I think this is the right thing. And I'm just going to make all these excuses. So it looks like, you know, this was the plan all along. But really, it took me just a little longer to get there. Let me absorb that for a second. Okay. Bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to give the benefit of the doubt. You know? try. Yeah, there's, Listen, there's no I, way. He just. Fr- but okay, now if we are going to try to find some stuff on his side, mm-hmm. right? If we were playing defense attorney here, maybe because in past years that it was just the gifts are so small anyway that it's a day to him, but he wasn't even thinking about. I, I never. I can't. I have no, an idea. No, I'm trying here. I'm, I'm just I used to accepting the bare minimum for men, so I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> We're changing that today. All right, I have an idea that I think will work, that she can address this, and she won't look like the bad guy, and it, it, and she won't look like, what? Well, it's not like she won't look like she's snoop because she did snoop, but do this. It's going to take a little bit of patience. The gift is finally going to arrive, Okay. You get the gift, he gives it to you, he's blaming it on shipping, blah, blah, blah. Say you had to call the company about the gift, um, something was up with it or whatever. You have to, I don't know what he's getting you, so you're going to have to come up with that on your own. And then after you called the company, you were worried about an exchange, blah, 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 because it got purchased so long ago. And they're like, oh no, this was purchased on X date. So you found out by calling the company that he actually didn't purchase the gift until mm. twice after he said it had been ordered. Why did you do that? I'm going to say we skipped that plan. I think guys are, or men are like dogs, and I don't think they respond well to being... <laughs> Not offended are, are at we, all. Yeah. Yeah. Are we insulting? <laughs> no, no, but I love dogs. I, I love dogs. So. Dog, <laughs> dogs don't really respond well to like slaps on the wrist or slaps on the paws in my opinion. And I feel like we're just going to stir up this big conflict to where he's going to look back on the first time he's getting you a gift with such like disdain that I feel like he's just going to, he's not going to try in the future. So I feel like if we just get really, ex- well, we, I'm saying you, um, to our listener, we just get really excited. He's going to have such a good memory attached to him getting you a good gift that he's going to want to knock it out of the park and try harder next time. I want to throw a loco, just a loco solution out. Okay. Okay. What if she just comes clean and says, I was mad, I felt disrespected and dismissed, so I was so angry, I did something I normally don't do, 
I went through your stuff and I found out that what you've been telling me is BS. I'm guilty. You're guilty. Let's talk about this thing. I agree. Oh, I like that. It's, it's a crazy idea. Yeah. No. Honesty is so boring. Though. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> this one's pretty interesting. <laughs> so is that what we're going with? This whole honest thing? Yes. Okay. And owning up this like, I know I did something wrong mm -hmm. and I will own that and I apologize for what I did. Mm -hmm. I need to know why yep. you lied to me twice about having purchased a gift because I feel very undervalued, underappreciated, and like I don't matter and I'm not important. Now, this comes with a disclaimer. Virtual listeners, we don't endorse this kind of honesty or we have no show. So you have to keep lying and keep bringing the drama because if you guys listen to this and then you're honest and you work through your own problems, we got nothing. Yeah, please keep snooping. Yeah, stay out of therapy. <laughs> The Bird Show. All right, I really found this pretty disturbing the other day, and I want to give moms and dads the opportunity to say, yeah, it's a load of crap. The dress codes of girls compared to boys at homecomings and proms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. one 855 You mean the policing of women's bodies? This mm. is exactly what it is. So I know of one school that is, it's Catholic school, that is making the girls take a, pic, a photo of the dress that they are planning on wearing. Shut up. To their homecoming. And this can't be a dress that is taken on the rack. You have to be wearing it? It has to be on the student. Wow. The female student has to turn around and send the picture to the administration. And they either green light it or say you can't wear that to homecoming. They are having to submit their dresses for approval. Now, yes. my question, are the boys having to do the same thing with their outfits? They are not. All right, mm -hmm. then. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at Cassie over there just, oh, no, no, no. It's one thing if they made the boys do it as well, even though I know a lot of boys won't miss dress code violations, though I think there are some dress code things in place for men and for boys. It's just, it's very obviously singling out the ladies and the women, and I don't like it. And I know private schools have their own uh, mm -hmm. the rules, and you sign up for that when you go to school, but the gender should be treated equally. So if a girl has to send it in, mm -hmm. the guys have to send it in. All right, one eight five five Bert Show. I'm a little bit out of my depth here because I don't understand the terms, but in doing a search about this, some of these guidelines seemed absurd to the author. So let me run them by you guys and you tell me if it's it's crazy. And these are again, these are just for girls. Any of the boys that are going to homecoming or prom, they can wear whatever they want pretty much. They just can't wear shorts, right? All right. Dresses may not have a slit that exceeds mid-thigh. This is fingertip length. Mm -hmm. The second guideline for this particular school was hemlines or slits for dresses must be no shorter than two inches above the knee. Uh, but hands down, the most annoying part of this dress code was dresses may not be cut below the bust line. With arms down at your side, if flesh touches flesh below the bust line, the dress is inappropriate. What does that mean? If flesh touches flesh below the bust line. If the flesh touches flesh below the bust line, the dress is inappropriate. Oh, that means no cutouts. 
What's that mean? Because, like, I was wearing a dress the other day. Like, you know how some dresses have cutouts on the side oh, and cutouts yeah. in the stomach? And it's like, so I think if you put your arms down, if skin is touching skin somewhere, mm. that you have, like, there can be no exposure. Like, if there's a diamond over your stomach it's, or something that's cut or out. Or, like, diamonds on the side yeah. or something like that. Oh. I think, I think that's what that means. Good morning, Elizabeth. You are part of the Bird Show. Hi. Hey, Bird Show. Um... I don't think that this is a totally crazy idea. I'm uh, right around y'all's age, mm-hmm. and when I was in high school for prom for both years, um, all of us women in the school had to get our dress approved by a board, mem- like a membership of five women. So, wow. so you had to go in front of five women and show the dress on you or just show it like on the rack type thing? We had to actually wear it. We had to bend over to make sure cleavage wasn't coming out. Uh, we had to also bend over to make sure that it wasn't too tight. Um, I had to move around and walk to make sure that the dress wasn't going to keep on hiking up farther and farther and stuff like that as well. Oh, my gosh. That's gross to me. Does that seem yeah. crazy? Elizabeth, when you initially called, you said this doesn't seem so crazy. That doesn't seem crazy to you? It, it doesn't because there's, uh, I don't know, like, there's so much sexual harassment and stuff like that in the schools. Why not just take yourself out of the mix and just be safe versus sorry? But and I know the, that sounds that sounds like you're trying to control women, and I'm very much into my body, my choice. But this just makes it also easier for the parents too. I get in my personal opinion. Okay, so it may make it easier for the parents. But what, what message is it sending for women that we have to alter ourselves to um, change men's behavior? Like I know sexual harassment ex- is is rampant. But it shouldn't be a woman's responsibility to fix. What message is it also sending for a girl that's only 16 or 17 to also wear the same thing that you could find in very inappropriate websites that you have to pay for? See, it's just, it depends on who, what, what your definition of inappropriate is. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Because, I mean, there's not like, we have boobs. And there are, like, some outfits that... How dare you I, I have ha- a body? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying is, like, you're not... Ri- you're putting the emphasis on the girls to dress a certain yes. way where maybe the emphasis should be on the boys to, like, Behave not be better. creepy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it weirds me out, too, the sending in, like, having to parade in front of a panel and bend over in front of them and sending your photo. My child's not sending a photo of themselves into in a dress to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. Like, here you go. Have your lookbook. I'm not doing that. Look, that's most gross. are calling saying that they endorse these rules. Wow. I mean, Abby, you were on the Burt Show. Hi. Abby, how are you guys? Fantastic. Appreciate you calling. No problem. So I think we're looking at this the wrong way. We could be using it for the greater good because in my experience of looking at high schoolers going to homecoming and prom right now, the girls look awesome. They look amazing. And then the boys are dressed like Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth, right? So if the boys are submitting pictures, we can be like, hey, dude, you're going to need to step it up. You look ridiculous. (laughs) I'm all about the boys submitting photos. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, though. Uh, Here's one that said, um, uh, formal long dresses, no cleavage, nothing see-through. Shawls, jackets must be worn with sleeveless dresses. I really do feel like they're getting punished for having boobs. I do, but at the same time, if this is coming from a religious school, like then it's faith-based, and I can't really argue with that because that's part of 
the religion and the faith. Mm-hmm. And so that is what you sign up for when you go to a religious school. If this mm-hmm. were a public school, yeah, no. oh, well, then I'd be like, hell no, flip a table. Good morning, Mickey. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Hi. So, okay, long story short, dress codes have always been biased and it's super biased if you're tall. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. <laughs> so, when I was in school, because of the fact I had longer legs, my shorts automatically had to be short, like had to be longer. They had, basically, I was wearing Bermuda shorts or boy shorts. I couldn't wear regular denim, you know, junior shorts because due to the fact that my legs were longer, it looked, they looked shorter in comparison to everyone else's, but they were literally the exact same two-inch or four-inch inseam, but it just looked shorter. So it was like you're automatically punished for having boobs. You're automatically punished if you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> tall and boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bird Show. Kristen is ruining my family. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, get out of here. Kristen is driving a wedge between me and my family. I am not. Yep. It'll never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I was just perplexed. Yeah, I totally forgot. I am a sucker. You're not a sucker. You're just very generous. And forgetful and yeah. generous is really a bad combination. It's not good for your finances. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So Eliza, my fiance's daughter, is turning turned nine a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we're having her party this weekend. There's supposed to be 50 damn kids in the house, right? Wow. So for the last couple of weeks, um, I took her to Target and I got her like a spontaneous pre-birthday present. And then she's really digging like these butterfly shorts these days. I'm not exactly sure what it is I even bought, <laughs> um, but she's really excited about them. So I bought three of those for her the other day and I said, oh, I'll be here before the party. And she was all stoked. And what I had forgotten that Kristen reminded me this morning <laughs> is that I took Eliza to New York for that American Girl doll trip for a pre-birthday present and spent thousands of dollars and have totally forgotten about it. And nobody has said a damn thing in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, I am one. I am all about the celebrations and to and to celebrate other people. I was just, yeah, I, I was like, I thought the New York trip was a big, but like, I mean, that's a flight and a hotel and yeah. the whole like American yeah. Girl doll experience. I thought that was a really beautiful, awesome birthday gift. It really was. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for reminding me how generous I am because I had completely forgotten about it. Nobody said no, a word. Were, yeah. Okay. I, now generous I, now and I feel for- bad. I don't want to make No, anybody- you're right. But I'm a little pissed. <laughs> <laughs> nobody has said anything. Like you covered this a couple of months ago. Well, I I appreciate your generosity, and I think you're a very kind, loving, giving person. For now on, I'm calling you and going, hey. hey what have I done? What, what, what have I forgotten, Chris? Well, hey, what have I checked out for you? So have fun this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, I'm sure I will. You will. In three weeks, I'll forget we had the party yep. and buy her a post-birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abby, you have been on a roll with un. Hinge, but this one is going to go back a couple of years. Oh, yeah. We're taking it all the way back to the 80s, back in the day. But we have this segment that we do called Unhinged, where I play some of the worst voice prompts from people I've seen on dating apps. And because it's kind of caught on, there's this video going around that a lot of people have sent me of a, I don't know what y'all used to do back in the day, but it's like this video where these guys are pitching themselves for prospective partners, and it's just as crazy cringy as the boys prompts I have seen today 
on the dating apps. My name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke, and I don't like people who do smoke. Ooh. Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. Early to rise makes a woman healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's why you're wiser than me. It's Steven. Hi, my name is Phil. Uh, most of my friends call me Big Phil. I'm not afraid to get sand on my tuxedo if you're not afraid to let the wind mess your hair up a little bit when I take the top down. I took a sponge ball and was pulling him out of a little girl's ear. I'm looking for the goddess. Are you the goddess? Who is the goddess? The goddess is the woman, is a woman, is any woman, is all women. A figure that is sexy, slim, tight, excellent legs. Life is a playground, and I want somebody to play with. I'm interested in most phases of data processing. I'm, I'm really looking for somebody I can feel special about, and I don't encounter people like that very often, and I'm hoping you're one of them. <laughs> so I'm wondering, because the only way to have viewed this was, like, on a VHS. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I wonder if there was, like, some dating service that you'd, like, you for watching TV late at night, and it's right. like, hey, you can sign for $19.99. We'll send you a VHS, you know, tape of eligible bachelors. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, an audition for Love Connection or something like that. <laughs> oh. I think that's how they do, did dating services back then. You would go to the place, and you would make a video, and then that's when right. you're looking for somebody, you'd go sit down, and you'd Watch look the- at all these videos, and it was like slow-ass Tinder. How painful. <laughs> Except you were forced to watch every single exactly. one. Oh. And nobody on the set was like, hey, you know what? That That's just not, the cigarette thing, the playground, that's not going to no. work. That's, that's not it. <laughs> hey, redo that, buddy. For your own good. Anything that involves like th- people thinking about kids, don't include it in yes. Right. <laughs> but I've never heard of this. So I, I've never heard of anybody meeting this way. So mm-hmm. I guess it's a, it's a thing. Or maybe it just it has never worked. Well, and that's why I've never heard of it. I guess the comforting thing is that Guys are just as awkward and just as clueless for the last 50 years as they are today. It's not comforting. We haven't evolved. We haven't evolved. <laughs> no, but if this if this tape exists for men, you know women had to have done a tape as oh, well. Yeah. <gasps> That's not that, nearly as fun. That has to go up. I, no, it, it could be. Okay, you find it. We'll see if we can find it. Okay. If you find it, it's good. If I find it, it's sexist. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you finally get it. I get it. It's <laughs> me all these years. <laughs> You're on The Burt Show. All right, so is she being an a-hole here, Cassie? Because she's letting her kids eat peanuts on a plane when they're not supposed to be eating peanuts on a plane. That's a no-peanut zone. I'm 32, and I have an autistic child named Alex. He is six. Due to a family emergency, we had to fly to a different country, and the flight is quite long. It's over six hours. Due to Alex's condition, I usually try to pack some food for him to eat, as Alex is a very picky eater and has a full-on meltdown if hungry. Unfortunately, one of the foods Alex likes are peanuts, and the other is a very rare flavor of chips and chocolate of only a specific brand. On top of that, I usually have other foods like puree for Alex in my bag. We only had to fly due to an emergency, a family emergency, and nobody in my family agreed to watch Alex in my absence, so I had to take him with me. On our way back, the airline lost our luggage, so I couldn't get more proper food for Alex between the flights, and I ended up buying a large bag of peanuts so that he had something to eat on the flight. We had a special meal ordered for Alex, too, but for some reason, the crew gave it to someone else on the plane, Mm. so there was nothing for Alex to eat except peanuts, and there was nothing for the crew to replace the food with. At the start of the flight, an announcement was made for nobody to eat peanuts due to someone with an allergy being present. 
After the takeoff, I asked the flight attendant where the person with allergies was located so maybe we could sit at different ends of the plane. The flight attendant refused to answer, and after Alex's food hadn't arrived, I had no choice but to let Alex have the peanuts in order to prevent a meltdown for the next few hours. Remember, this was an over-six-hour-long flight. The flight attendant wasn't happy and tried to stop me, but I reminded her that they left my child without their meal and gave it to somebody else. After the landing, a couple seated, a few rows behind me called me an a-hole for putting their lives in danger, even when I tried to explain what happened. When I was venting to my sister, later she agreed with them. Here are a few crucial points that I feel you need to know. First, I packed food and snacks for Alex. The majority of them were in my check-in bag, which the airline lost. Due to the rules, I had to collect and re-register the bag for a longer flight, so I would have had time to take the foods and snacks out to make sure Alex had something to eat, but I was not allowed to bring more food in on the carry in the carry-on bag. Second, when I was registering for the flight, I was informed that my check-in luggage was lost. I informed the airline of Alex's condition and asked if anyone with allergies would be present on board since the only snack Alex was able to eat was a bag of peanuts. And the airline said not to worry, and they reassured me that a special meal would be provided. Part of Alex's autism is fussiness with food, and there's a very limited number of foods Alex can eat. Due to the spices and normal meals served on board, Alex wouldn't be able to eat them. Talking to Alex wouldn't work as he currently has the development of an infant. Mm. Fourth, I had no choice in taking Alex with me. If I could have left Alex with someone, I would have done so. I also had absolutely no choice and had to travel due to the nature of the emergency. So all things considered, am I an a-hole for letting my child eat peanuts when someone on board was deathly allergic to them? So one of my favorite new comics, I think he's been around, I've just been turned on to him by virtual listeners uh, recently, is Nate Bargatze. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, he's so funny. Love This love dude, him. look, if you're looking for a comedian that's really, really clean and you don't have to worry about anything, this is the dude. But he has a very funny um, segment about this very thing. It's just like, the truth of the matter is, why do we even need peanuts on planes anymore? It's like nobody is picking a flight and really eager to eat the peanuts. <laughs> and because of these allergies, like, why do we even, why are, pretzels are fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, worst case, that is her worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And I, from like mom to mom, I feel for her. But death greater than a meltdown. You can't eat the peanuts. You just, and you're, I, I mean, it sucks and all of that. And it's the plane's fault. Like, and there were, there's other things that were, you know, with, that were out of her, out of her hands. But as much as it sucks, you, you have somebody on mm-hmm. the flight with a death, like with a deathly allergy, you mm-hmm. can't eat the peanuts. I agree. I, um, I thought it would be a no brainer, but in listening to her version of the story, I understand how she got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it makes sense. But at the same time, I mean, once they tell you that somebody has that on the plane, you, you just can't pull the peanuts. You really can't, right? Yeah, I completely agree because like Kristen said, like, okay, a meltdown and somebody literally going into anaphylactic shock on a plane where there's no help. I, I don't think she's an a-hole, but I do think she's in the wrong, if that's an mm-hmm. option. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of Reddit agreed. Like, they didn't want to call her an a-hole because she really went all out for her child mm-hmm. to make sure they were provided for. And she had no, she explored every option. But at the end of the day, they were like, somebody could have died. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have died. And as much as a meltdown at however 30,000 feet for six hours would have sucked for the mm-hmm. whole plane and just been traumatic, 
it is still less than death. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know how you can even argue that yeah. point. I mean, it does suck, but I think old Nate is right, though. Why do we even need peanuts on planes? Well, she bought them in the airport, which yeah. they shouldn't have been available in the airport, honestly, I don't think either. But I'm mad in all of this. The real a-hole is the airline who gave the specially requested meal away. So I don't think she's the a-hole. I'm going to say the airline's the a-hole. You're on The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Carrie Washington found out as an adult that she was conceived with a sperm donor. So she's about to release her new memoir, Thicker Than Water, and she's going to explain the whole story behind all this, how all this happened. So it got started with when she was going to do a show with Henry Louis Gates Jr. Um, called Finding Your Roots on PBS. And... Apparently, when all of this happened, her parents were like, oh, we actually have something we need to tell you that probably shouldn't come out on national television um, before, you, you know, we're ready to talk about it. I wonder if they were willing to take that to their grave until the fact she was going to do this show so they would kind of, it, it forced their hand. Mm. Well, it's insane to me that they would even wait this long to, like, the fact that it took a TV show for them to fess up is insane to me. Yeah. I feel like that's information that you should know. Um, but essentially, they ended up having a confidential conversation about it where... Carrie found out that her dad is a sperm donor and I would feel really betrayed about that by my parents but we won't really know how she truly feels about it until of course her memoir comes out I would feel like once I hit a certain age a certain point in my life I'd rather you just not tell me mm-hmm. really mm-hmm why? But they have to give her a heads up before she does the show. Otherwise, she's going to find out on the show. Well, like you said, that might be the only reason they even mentioned it. So if that wasn't there and you just were telling, you were just telling me like to get it off. Oh, gotcha. I'd mm-hmm. rather you keep it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't be me. I, I'm nosy and I want to know everything about my life and so, all that. Save that. <laughs> <laughs> Britney Spears, she's putting her years long fascination with knives on full display because uh, she just did <laughs> this really interesting dancing video where she was dancing. Dancing um, with two knives in both hands, they looked they looked real. She's saying they're fake. Interesting, and say. and That's she, one way to put it, yeah. And she captioned this video: "I started playing in the kitchen with knives today." <laughs> Okay. She uh, she clapped the blades while she was dancing. She was like flipping them around. It's a little concerning. Didn't wasn't there? Remind me if I'm wrong, Cassie. Um, when she and Sam Oscari split, s- something got leaked to the tabloids by a source that she was obsessed with knives. Yeah, it was um, one of those things. Like sources close to the couple, which usually I feel like indicates mm-hmm. inside the camp. Um, I believe it was on TMZ that. Sam, amongst being allegedly beaten up by Brittany while she was sleep or he was sleeping, was afraid because she liked knives and was afraid of the knives around. So mm-hmm. she and there have been rumors back and forth that she she likes knives, that sort of thing. So it's all um, unsubstantiated, though, until she starts playing with knives in an Instagram video. And you have to sit back and be like, it starts to give a little credibility to what was said. This makes me wonder, is there anything a guy could collect? I'm, I know there is. That would be an automatic deal breaker. Knives would be up there. I think so too. And I know some, there are some people who are very like, as far as, you know, the history of them and their antiques, blah, 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 whatever. But if I meet you and you are a knife collector, we're, we're not going to date. Body parts. That's going to be that, another that's, collection that's going to have to, yeah. Right how, below knives on the list. How about uh, the email that we read earlier where the dude's got a whole bunch of adult oh. toys in one of his drawers that are for women? I don't think that's that weird. I don't think that's a collection. 
Like, that's not something you display. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> like, like stamps or something. Be. You walk into a house and there's a hutch full of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go out on another day. They're framed. They're in cases. Yes, there's spotlights on them. Nimes <laughs> <laughs> telling you stories about them. Knives don't weird me out unless if they're, like, if historical or from different cultural re- regions and they're displayed. Mm-hmm. It's like if it looks like you went to, like, Walmart and stuck your arm in the case and just scooped them mm-hmm. all into a basket, then I start to weird out. Like, I have had a friend whose boyfriend for Christmas like did a wish list and was like, I want all these kinds of knives. I want all these kinds of pepper sprays, all these kinds of tasers. Damn. And that was that was like a little like you get one of each. Abby, okay. you walk into his apartment and he has 50 American girl dolls. <laughs> Travis Kelsey did an SNL sketch about this where he went to the American Girl Doll Cafe and he was like, I'm just here with the girls, Claire and Isabel. And you know what? It wasn't enough to turn me off from Travis Kelsey. So American Girl Dolls are in the clear. But that's how hot you have to be and how much money you have to make. For it to even out. Yeah, it depends how big his bank account is. Mo, you walk into a woman's apartment. Mm -hmm. What would terrify you enough to literally turn around and walk out the door if she had a collection of it? Um, (laughs) hmm. I don't know. I think knives would do it. Yeah. Weapons of any sort would do it. Like if, if I felt like she had some Laura Croft thing going on, I, I might Ooh. be a little little hesitant. Okay. Gotcha. Condoms. A collection of them? Whole collect not used. Oh. Uh, this one's from 1955. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just different. Just a whole yeah. This is the yeah. year they came out with Rub. Yeah, that'll turn me on. This is the first one ever made. <laughs> For more stories, head to the birdshow.com. Clicky buzz. You're on The Burt Show. Rebecca and I are going to get our swell on. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Aw, you two are swell mates. <laughs> <laughs> you will be today at the Planet Fitness. <laughs> we are going to work out. So exciting. On purpose, <laughs> together. We are, yeah. I, I am at least excited about it. No, I'm very excited. Actually, uh, we had scheduled this, and you forgot about it, mm-hmm. and I reminded you. This morning. And now I'm yeah, kind of yeah. regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is I always dress for work like I'm going to the gym, so it's not like I have to go home. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, I have, I, I, you know, I know this was a very controversial thing to say a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just going to double down um, that Rebecca came in here a while ago and said that um, she wanted to lose some weight. She went to her doctor who told her that she was pre-pre-diabetic, which still just chaps my ass because uh, there's no such thing, um, and was using that as her reason to get her on Ozempic where she could lose some weight. And Rebecca at that point made the choice like you know what i don't really think i need that i'm gonna go and i am going to try to take this weight off in a non-synthetic way which i really really appreciated and for rebecca that was the right choice if you guys are on ozempic don't take this personally all right i just thought that she made a really really healthy wise decision for herself and i really admired it so Um, I've been trying to help her with her health journey here, and she said that she wanted to take some weight off, and I'm in the gym once or twice. So I thought, hey, let's go work out together, and shockingly, she said, let's go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've always known strength training is like, it'll kill the weight. It'll just like melt it off her body, but it's just not something I've ever really done before. Mm -hmm. I've always been kind of a cardio girl if I ever really worked out, Mm -hmm. but I'm ready to get jacked. (laughs) (laughs) One hour of Planet Fitness, you're going to come in here. They're not going to recognize you. Look at the veins. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what I want. That's really what I want. So what she's talking about, the muscle just helps metabolism when it comes to losing weight. So mm-hmm. if you can do both, it, it, it all helps. None of it is bad. <laughs> well, it helps that insulin resistance, uh-huh. right? Which, you know, for pre-pre-diabetic girls is, is a big thing to focus on. Mm-hmm. I Very just true. said that just to see if it's reactive. <laughs> <laughs> pre-diabetic. So I told you guys months and months and months ago that I really like... My therapist told me that I need a hobby. I just don't have any hobbies. I work. I try to take care of the family. I do go to the gym, um, but that's mostly for like escape and to try to stay out of a coffin. But (laughs) I don't really have any hobby. And I figured out why a couple of weeks ago. And then I'll get back to you and I working out. And it's because I don't. I have always, I think I was groomed at a young age by my dad to always be working towards something that has a successful finish. Mm. And hobbies don't really do that. Mm. <laughs> so hobbies are really just like enjoyment. En- enjoyment. Enjoyment without like some kind of credit or reaching a finish line. I just don't know this world. Well, some hobbies do. Like if you're doing a painting, when you get done with that painting and you have that painting. See, here's the problem. If I start like painting, then I'm going to go online to be a good painter and then I'm going to want my paintings to be sold. Then I'm going to start a network of paintings. (laughs) (laughs) So I just don't know how to do things just for fun. There has to be some kind of meaning. Well, what if you're looking at the wrong metrics rather than output of a product? the metric you're hitting is your goal is happiness. So if you do a hobby and you feel, no, listen, if you do a hobby, foreign concept, and you are happy at the end of it, well, then you have hit your goal. The goal is not what you're doing. The goal is how you are feeling. Yeah, and I know the cliche is enjoy the journey. I really like the destination. (laughs) I like just being there. And the journey is just, it takes a long time and it's hard. (laughs) But when you're there at the destination, man, that's fun. Um, So with that, I have all... At some point in my life, I am going to do that. And I love going to the gym and um, I love bringing people to the gym that really don't know what they're doing because most people in the gym really are, they've got terrible form and I can see injuries happening before that. So when Rebecca said she wanted to go, I was just like, yes, let's go do this thing. And I did forget about it today. (laughs) And now I'm stoked. Now I can't wait. Hey, I'm excited. If you can get my belly button to like stop looking like a frowny face, (laughs) I'll get you a trophy. (laughs) I don't know that it happens today. Um, But I'm not exactly sure what you're allowed to say now about weight or if somebody looks good because they lost weight or not. But I can certainly tell that you have lost weight. I have. I've lost 10 pounds which I was very excited about because um, I've been on a nutrition plan and it happened very quickly, but now I've hit sort of a plateau Mm -hmm. and I haven't gotten past that. So that's been frustrating. What is the plateau you're talking about? Well, I hit hit my 10 pound weight loss goal very quickly Mm -hmm. and honestly the span of like maybe three weeks, which is pretty quick. And then since then it's been like probably three, four weeks. I really haven't lost any more weight and... It, that's been very frustrating for me, and I don't know what I need to change. I think you need to get on that Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. That'll supposedly kidding, do it. Kidding. Are we done? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought we had another five minutes. No. Sorry, to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get to Usher tomorrow. That sounds like a plan. It's a bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more bird show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.